Hello, everybody. Hello, Dave. Nice to meet you. Hello, Peter. Hello out there on the screen. Hello, Hello Dave. Hello. Nice to have you on. Uh, nice and to you. you have a great background. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit envious here because I'm a you live there. Is this is this like a log house, a log cabin, and you live there? Yeah, this is real. It's not fake. Um, I built this cabin ten years ago. This is built onto our original house, and okay. right across the way, about twenty feet from here, is a log home that I just built this past year. So it's about mm. a forty by forty structure. Mm. Wow! And probably this summer or fall, I'm going to connect the two with like a uh, dog trot. So it's going to be two houses joined. So wow. it's, that's been my that's been my project for the past year and a half has been just mm -hmm. working on that house over there mm -hmm. i can't have you guys in there because we don't have the wi-fi doesn't pick up mm -hmm. um all my family's in there so it's just loud you know it's okay it's, it's a beautiful log home and i'll show you guys someday but right now it's mm -hmm. there's no way we could have this in there. no worries but it looks looks great it looks already awesome so so, where, so where do you live uh, well, we spend most of our time in that house, the one no, right no, there. No, which Lo state? Loca Location-wise, city, yeah. village. I live in Kentucky. Um, I am in uh, South Central. I'm only a couple hours from Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, I was there. I was there with Byron Ferguson. Okay. We, right. we drove through, through Kentucky yes, and we went Tennessee. That's don't say Tennessee, otherwise he starts singing Tennessee voice again from Elvis Presley. <laughs> I lost lesson. my... Thank you. Now we lost our last few subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But that's a great song, no, Dave? That's a great song. Tennessee, Kentucky. Tennessee words. No, now we talk about Tennessee. Tennessee well, there's, Kentucky, a, there's, okay. another, there's another song of Elvis, which is called Blue Moon of Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. A nice song. He was, a, nice. he was a redneck and he doesn't want to admit it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> of course. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What, what, nice. What you, sh what you should be else? What, what else mm. should you be? Mm -hmm. So, so you're a craftsman, Dave. So a, 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 log, a log cabin redneck craftsman. Yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> and he's in good shape. You saw the video he made with this Comanche style shooting where he only runs with his western boots through the, through the forest. Mm, Madonna, he's. <laughs> In a good shape, huh? My, you, 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 you. Nice. So, Dave, can you tell us a little about you? Or where, where, when did you start archery? How did you get in contact with bow and arrow? How did this all start with you? Yeah, so uh, I started as a kid when we lived. It's long story short, that's why I also live in the country now again, back in the backwoods. But we started, we moved to an upstate New Jersey area in the country, and I was the oldest of three. Mm -hmm. And I really, my mom couldn't handle me and she was alone. My father commuted far to the city to work. So mm -hmm. I kind of had the woods and the mountains to myself and I kind of explored. I only had books then. So like, you know, I, would, mm -hmm. I, I knew I was from Native American heritage. So I would read books on that and I wanted to make bows. So as a kid, I played with bows and arrows that I made. Mm -hmm. We didn't have a lot of money, so they weren't going to buy me anything. Um, and I just made them as a kid and had fun with them and just, I loved I loved archery at that time, and uh, I remember I saved up money mm -hmm. through odd jobs and, you know, whatever, some allowance that I got on, on occasion or birthday money, and I saved up and I bought my first bow, and I think it was a bear, 
It was one of those fiberglass, all fiberglass with Ooh. the rubber handle. But they're good. Yeah, they're nice. They're good. Yeah, yeah. And um, it was the bow with three arrows. And I don't even remember if it had like a little quiver or something. I don't know. But, it, you know, I, I loved it. And I I would string it up and I'd put it across my chest. I'd have my arrows somewhere and I'd have my rifle and my compass. And I would go climb the mountains and go in the woods. And I would just, you know, have a ball and, uh, uh, Dave, how how do you get into because of the old pioneers, because of the Indians or Native Americans, as they call them today, or, or how do you get into? Because we had the same, you know, Armin is from Germany, I'm from Austria, and and we played the same games. We left. We like to be Indians or mm -hmm. trappers or you know Westmen, yeah, or yeah. like that. How you got into it? Uh, because yeah, of was, uh, a little bit because of my heritage. My mother didn't speak about it much, and it's because of my, I guess my father's side of the family was kind of, they didn't really, you know, they were more of the dominant side of the family. She had just her immediate family there, and everyone else was still in Ecuador. Mm -hmm. And um, there was, you know, so all of my, most of my family was my father's side. They mm -hmm. all lived, we all lived in the same town. So it wasn't really, you know, that side of me and my mother was kind of really never really spoken about or dug deep into the ancestry and all that stuff. You know, I, I heard some stories when I would have my great grandparents visit from Ecuador and they would tell me some things, but mm -hmm. um, I was always interested in it. And then of course, movies, you know, I think um, yeah. yeah, what did it for me was getting out in the woods with, with a bow and my knife and my gun and my Fun compass. Rumble. Was Rambo? Hey, of course, Rambo. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, Rambo. <laughs> Rambo, man. I said I was did it for me. I had the Rambo knife. I had it all. You know, I, just, of course. I had the bandana on my head. I had <laughs> yeah. long hair, which I have now. Nice. Great. Yeah. Uh, I, I I like to say, uh, here over, and I I hope I can speak also to Armin. It was also that old Western movies. Where you see I? that yeah. that yeah that freedom that that mm -hmm. big country and you could go outside yeah. and hunt and live just on the mm -hmm. campfire and talk to nice buddies and so it's a kind of big romantic mm -hmm. idea and 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 it's and it's true if you ever experience it if you go out with a hunting party with your buddies hunting. And you know you are back in the evening, and you have some some food at the fireplace and at the campfire and so on. That's mm. nothing yeah, can that's, nothing can top this. Mm. That's exactly why I do it now. That's exactly why mm. I live the way I live now. You know, that's it's more of a that's the reason now as an adult versus when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I was more of just my imagination and. And yeah, more romantic. House. But if you mm. experience it as a kid, you have the romantic idea, or the mm. movies and so on. Mm. But if you experience it live in in real life, you see it's it's even better than the movies. Mm -hmm. Oh, sure, it's that's yeah. the biggest yeah. reward in life, and that's why I'm trying to teach yeah. my kids. You know, as a kid, I did know. You know, I love the woods. I wanted to always be in the woods. I come home from school. Me too. Me too. I made sure I can get in the woods until dark, and mm -hmm. I would. Yeah. When I had days off, I'd be in the woods, and that was it. You know, I would do whatever it would be. I'd set up camp. Mm -hmm. I'd set traps. I just, you know, whittle away at stuff. I always had a pocket knife since I was a kid. Now, as an adult, 
the reason I took up archery again, because I had a big span of time where I didn't really do it. I always had a bow mm-hmm. and I would mess with it, but I didn't really start making bows again until I decided to hunt to feed mm-hmm. my family. And that's when we moved here to Kentucky. And mm-hmm. the first time I went hunting was with a rifle. And, you know, it was, it was not, it was not rewarding enough. It was violent. It was easy. It was just, mm-hmm. I mean, I was proud that I was able to fill the freezer and, and accomplish what I set out to do, yeah. but it wasn't everything that it needed to be for mm-hmm. me, I guess. And it was, was not, not as a challenge you wanted to have. It wasn't if challenging I, enough. Yeah. 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 We're being honest. It wasn't challenging enough. So I decided that um, I was either not going to hunt ever again, or I was going to um, make the own, my own equipment okay. and make it as challenging as possible. And if I couldn't pull it yeah. off, then I wasn't going to hunt. So I, mm-hmm. and that's what set me off back on making bows again. And, uh, you know, that's been eight years now. So it's, uh, that one thing led to another and that's kind mm-hmm. of what got me back into archery but archery has it's got so much more you know I, I became a hunter and i wanted to do it the most challenging way which we can talk more about that you know, I, i have some stuff that i'd like to talk about i'm going to be writing a book on some of my experiences to Very archery good. and um, I, i like to say uh, dave uh you know i'm not the type of when i ever hear, go back to your roots and so on it's kind of a slogan but if you're really really out into the woods hunting and on the campfire and so on then you're really back into your roots you're you're doing the stuff people the first humans did to be humans mm. share their prey mm-hmm. talk about lie about the hunt of course, of course. and and, and ah, it's a big fish <laughs> having fun and and saying oh i'm the biggest guy because i got the biggest deer mm. and so on that's so natural that's so in our hearts and in our soul mm. and you know i mean i don't know if you watch our podcast we're talking about this uh, today it's all denied Mm. If one is driving a Porsche or a Ferrari, it's the same like a big, like a mm. big deer. So this is the guy who has a big deer. So they mm. like him, and that's the very same thing. It's just yeah. kind of it's all per- driven by ego, perverted yeah. a little. But the year is only different written. Now it ends with CK, yeah. But for the rest, it's <laughs> yeah, and 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 yeah, and, it's, it's, and, um, and, and we, we can't deny our yeah. humanity right. if we deny or 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 get away from hunting and from nature mm. and from and you know violence mm. is nature yeah. fighting is nature pushing yeah. against all war, bad things is nature yeah. and that's that that that's our roots that's how we are And today, all they are denying these things. Is, oh, mm. you're a violent guy because you're hunting, or you like guns, or you like bows, mm. or you like mm. boxing, or I don't know. Everything mm. is bad. Yeah. And they deny humankind. They deny how apes, if you believe in that idea of apes became, become uh, getting mm. Mm. human humans. Uh, They deny everything, and and yeah. that's great that 
we can join people. We simply, we simply shift in a new kind of humanity with all yeah. the with all these soft and all these green yes, and all with, these whatever with, with, they, they with, talk about being green but they have no idea what it means eh? yeah with lacquered fingernails and yeah, of course and gay, you don't gay it and is. now you have 25 genders you know in our times there were just two <laughs> and there's still only two but now we have to and then you need to pay attention i saw last time Peter Jordan talked about it, that you, you need to be careful with the, which gender, how you speak to them now. So, I mean, yeah. if it's a guy, it's a guy. If it's a girl, it's a girl. So it's, for me, it's quite simple. And I keep it simple. But if you don't like but, it. Uh, I read in, in, I don't know, maybe you know it, Dave. Uh, this week or last week, I read about something on Facebook in, in some state or in the United States. I don't know. They, they made a kind of law that it's forbidden for teachers to talk about sexuality before a certain age or so. I don't know. Um, I honestly don't follow much of the mainstream media mm. and we homeschool our kids so our kids don't go to public school. Yeah. Um, we don't really, we don't buy into all that. So we're totally mm -hmm. against all yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever they do, they can, <laughs> it doesn't affect us. Yeah. You know, COVID didn't really, other than COVID hurting some of my, courses that I was going to teach, yep. you know, it didn't really change life for us that much. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the price of things is affecting us in a little way, a few yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. But um, yeah. Yeah. other than that, and, you know, and, 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 and make no life. mistake, you can really get very sick from COVID. It's no question yeah. about yeah. that. It's you no can, question you about You can get sick of, from every flu. If you yeah. don't have your antibodies yeah. in charge, yeah. if yeah. you don't yeah. train your body, yeah. Yeah. if you use or you, you think your immune system is something you only yeah. get from the outside. Yeah. When you don't yeah. work on your immune system, like you work on your muscles, yeah, well, of course you're weak. And then you get yeah. sick, obviously. But every yeah. flu, it's nothing different. But we don't talk about the val yeah. valrus, otherwise val they, valrus. they delete the video valrus. again. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. You, you can't even say anything. And this is the thing. Uh which is coming now, they change all the media laws, that there's yeah. only one opinion in the media. And when you don't follow this opinion, you're directly criminalized. You're done. Yeah. And that's Violence. hilarious. But going back to what you said, Peter, about, you know, Hunter and um, the biggest antlers, you know, I think that they, a lot of hunters today, modern hunters that are, you know, we as humans are lazy, right? We're lazy. Let's face it. Yeah. We're lazy compared compared to our ancestors that we were just romantic romanticizing about. The ones that lived really free, yeah. you know, this the life that I'm trying to live. You know, it's hard. Um, mm. And humans today are lazy, so they're going to look for the easy way out. They're going to use all the modern technology they can to get those big yeah. antlers up on their wall. Yep, exactly. Now, yeah, they'll you know, so they have game cameras that basically tell them on their mobile device when the deer of their dreams passes by their, yep. their, 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 their stand or their blind, you know, they have invisible blinds, they have scent control, they have all these things that they can go in their crossbows and say they killed it with a bow, you know, whatever. I mean, it's just, it takes away what they did was instead of taking the long road, the hike up the mountain to achieve mm -hmm. the most rewards, they took the shortest route. They circumvented all of the rewards that they could have gained as a human. By just the quickest way, and I put these antlers on my wall so I can brag about it. And they missed all of the benefits of becoming true. David, David, I really understand what you're saying, uh, and I agree. On the other hand, they are still hunters. Mm. You yeah, know what? Well, you know, I call them killers. 
Yes, mm -hmm. you're right. You, I, I agree. But on the other hand, hunters are so an endangered species. <laughs> so we have to stick together. And if yeah. you or I or Armin decides to hunt with a bow mm -hmm. and the other guy with a crossbow and the other with a muscle loader and the third guy with a, you know, high, high powered scope rifle, we're still hunters. And, and it's, it's the same with shooters. You know, the, the, the black powder shooters say, oh, that Glock shooters are not shooters. And the Glock shooters say, oh, no, these black powder guys are not shooters and so on. Mm. So that's that's what they like us. They like to separate us. Mm. And I understand and I agree what you're saying, but don't discriminate a rifle hunter or, you know, they are kind of pervert oh, yeah. habits and so on. No question about it. And, you know, yeah. I think in Texas, there are that kind of cyber hunts. You can hunt with a camera and a rifle and you're sitting at home and you're at home and at your laptop yeah. and you can just push a button and shoot an antelope in Texas in mm. a fenced area and so on. That's pervert. No question about it. But it's still, hunting, but it's still but, hunting. But still, this, <laughs> But no, that's whatever, not whatever, yeah, but you I, understand I what I mean. You understand? Oh, yeah, what I, mean. I understand. I understand. I agree with you. And I and I yeah, technically they're hunters, but I guess my point, I'm not discriminating against anyone. You know, if you're mm -hmm. a hunter and you're feeding your family, however you want to do it, great. Yeah. Um, but one thing that they're missing out on is passing on the knowledge and legacy that they could from our forefathers, from our ancestors, on how to really hunt without modern technology. Mm -hmm. Because yep. if you but, take these uh, today, I understand you, but where, where's, where's the edge? Where's the border? You could say, uh, all hunting stones? is. Yeah. We only throw stones because we didn't have bow and arrow. Difficult. It's difficult. Yeah. Well, learn how to do it the, the real way. And then use whatever modern technology you want just yeah. to get the job done, you know, because I think that's something that you can't pass on. You know, my kids, mm -hmm. you know, we know how to go in the woods and track animals and mm -hmm. we can be dropped off. I've, I've tested it. You know, I can get dropped off anywhere in the country and I can find game and I know how to hunt them. I know how to track them and I know how to kill them. Mm -hmm. I know how to make my own gear, too, if they drop me anywhere in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. yep. And most and I, people today <clears throat> have no idea. Yep. And I know. I know a lot of hunters who stepped back. They hunted with high scoped rifles and so on and stepped back to muscle loaders or to, you know, pistol hunting or bow hunting and so on. <clears throat> if they take our technology away, you know, let's say there's something that requires, a, you know, an SHTF moment, right? And we don't have technology, we don't have internet, we don't have Wi-Fi, we don't have mm -hmm. trail cameras, yeah. we don't have yeah. mobile devices, we don't have scent control, we don't have any of these things. Then mm -hmm. bullets are bullets and, and guns and are taken away from us are not allowed to be used anymore, you know, which is the same and which is I mean it's quite common uh, in other places. I'd say you know, I'd say because mm -hmm. we talked about Rambo. Uh, I say I'd say uh, the peak of of hunting skill is if you would be able to kill a wild boar with a knife. Mm -hmm. So it's far, far more closer to the far more skill or so if you kill it with a bow. Mm -hmm. 
and so you can play this game up to 200 meters, you know, with a rifle and so on. So, of course, this, this is the, for me also, that's the goal. I also, I always had the idea I like to, to spear hunt, you know, you see my spears yeah. here on the wall. <laughs> I, I love the idea. I, I did it once with wild boars and so, and it's a nice experience. And you're very close to the game, mm. to the deer, to the prey. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 the way, you know, when I hunt, that's it. It's got to be close. Um, yeah. I just like to, it I like has to, to learn everything. It has to be bloody. <laughs> I, I don't. Um, there's, there's two different, you know, schools of thought. There's ones that like to be distance and challenge themselves at how far they can be, whether it be with yeah. a bow or a gun. Um, yeah. But me, I want to learn. I want to get as close as I can, you know. So, I mean, I, I got to the point where I could be in the same area, the size of this room and have deer walking around me and they didn't know I was there. And I didn't use any modern technology. And I think that for me, this is hunting to know how you can get close to your prey. This is for me hunting that you really get close and then you have whatever weapon you have, an ethical kill kind of, you know, that you don't whatever fire uh, what, um, an English longbow from 100 meters and hope to kill the deer over there. So for me, this is hunting that you really go close and then you make whatever weapon you have for me. Yeah, I'm not that, was, that was what I wanted to achieve and I achieved it many times over and then it kind of lost its, it, it also lost its flavor for me. You know, it's like, all right, I, I, I did the ultimate with my primitive weapon that I made, my bows and arrows that I made and I got yeah. close to the game. I got to where they were walking around me and didn't know I was mm -hmm. there. I spent weeks in the woods and, uh, so now, you know, archery has kind of, it's taken me on this awesome journey. So it's, it's surpassed. I didn't get, I'm going to get hung up on just hunting because there's so much more okay. to the bow and arrow. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I moved on and it's brought me full circle back to martial arts. Mm -hmm. It's brought me back. It's taught me so much about myself. I see how it's helped me over the years. I mean, it gave me a business. It gave me a new mm -hmm. way of living and it's, it's got me in good shape. It's got me mentally solid, you know, Definitely, mentally and spiritually yeah. solid. And I see what it does for others because, um, especially kids, you know, I, I, from time to time, I volunteer to help underprivileged children mm -hmm. and I teach them archery and I just see their faces light up. And these are usually children that are emotionally stressed and they don't have self-confidence. They don't have anything they can do as a single mm -hmm. person. Like they, mm -hmm. you know, they're not really team oriented yet. You know, they're mm -hmm. not, they don't want to be around others. So if mm -hmm. they have something that they can do by mm -hmm. themselves and yes. feel confidence and build confidence, um, okay. archery just has a lot of benefits for people. And I know you've probably figured that out too, Armin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It took a while, but so much <laughs> beyond hunting. Nice. Really nice. Yeah. Um, I like I, I really would like to say it's not just archery, it's what we're talking about. And some connecting archery going back to nature. And yeah. not in every case this is true because some people have a very, you know, confused view of nature and archery and so on, confused. Mm. Uh, and uh, what I also wanted to add is, you know, Dave, you are so happy that you can live in this land in Kentucky, in the United States, where you are able to do this, mm. where you are able to own guns and rifles and bows and 
every shit do you like? Yeah. We are so fucked up here in Europe. We can do nothing. You know, here hunting is from 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 the last uh, or the last last century only the aristocrats you know only the nobles were allowed to hunt so here hunting has a very bad yeah you know you know uh, yeah. taste because yeah. only the the earls and the lords uh, were allowed to hunt and so if here around is some guy saying oh i love to hunt oh yeah you're one of these mm. and, right. and and so in the united states it's very different yeah, sure I know it because I was there. You you pay close to nothing for for a license for a white tail. You can fill your freezer. You can go out and hunt with a bow or crossbow or rifle, everything you want. And and you're so much closer to nature than we are in Europe. Mm. And and that's wonderful. That's what I want to say. Yeah, I I appreciate that. I am I am blessed. Um, with yeah. my situation and uh yeah. you know it's i mean it's a choice that i made i left i let when to move here i left the big city life i left a high-paying job in corporate america in new york city i lived in new york city of all places uh, oh yeah oh god I left there in 2006 and um had a short stint in florida and i decided that place was terrible for me too and then i moved to kentucky which i had never been before but my wife mm -hmm. um was from Ohio and Kentucky's right next to Ohio so she had come here fishing with her father like usually every other summer so they had an idea and I said let's check it out and I fell in love with it so it, it brought me back to my childhood years when we lived in the country mm -hmm. and because uh, I only lived in the country in New Jersey I only lived there for two years okay. so I had two years of Rambo action mm -hmm. and that was it and <laughs> then it was it. taken away from me and then it's, I was, I was thrown into a yeah 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 <laughs> It never left my, it never left me, you know, yeah, yeah. two years was enough. It did mm -hmm. me in. So, um, but, but anyway, can I ask you quickly, can I ask you yeah. quickly a question, but you said you started when you were a kid. Did you ever have a, a teacher or did you learn to shoot by yourself or looking at others or how was this? Yeah, good question. So, um, no, I didn't have a teacher, you know, I didn't have a library close to me except the school library. And Mm -hmm. you know, when I was at school, I was just doing schoolwork. And then mm -hmm. when I was home, I was messing around in the woods. So when I could buy books, I bought books, but there was no archery or bow building books back then. There was no YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there was nothing on TV about it. So there was nothing. You know, archery wasn't really a, a, a thing. Yeah. Um, I was the only one in the family, and I'm still the only one in my entire family mm -hmm. that ever did archery. My grandmother, you just reminded me. So my, my grandmother, which is from Ecuador, she bought me a, a Ecuadorian, um, well, she bought, she brought back a bow and some arrows and a quiver and some mm -hmm. arrow tips. She gave the bow to my cousin, mm -hmm. not so mad about that. And she gave me, <laughs> some, she gave me a quiver and some of the arrow tips mm -hmm. and, a, and a knife. Mm -hmm. So I like the knife and she gave me some, some leather sheaths that were really nicely mm -hmm. made from Ecuador. So, which I have some of it here, but, um, mm -hmm. It's palm wood, really palm wood, dense okay. wood. Mm -hmm. But anyways, so <laughs> I had that as a kid. I had that as a kid. And so I really had the interest, but one, I had no teacher. Um, mm -hmm. No one in my family ever did it. So I started just making little sapling bows and little arrows out of twigs. And uh, I shot pinch draw when I was a kid. Just wanted to, did you have the arrow on the left or the right side? 
I don't remember. You don't remember. I don't remember. I because, think probably both. Who knows? Yeah. Because the thing is, when you have a kid and they never had a bow in his hand, you don't say anything. They put the arrow on the right side and they pinch draw. Yeah. <clears throat> Everyone. This is. That's what, I, that's what I see every time. Every time. It's every in time us. I teach them. Yeah. This is the way it's how it's in us. Yeah. Then you need to tell them, that's no, right. look, the arrow on the other side and three fingers and blah, blah, right. blah. They're, they're, they're even adults shooting with pinch yeah. draw yeah. with, with the thumb or so. No, really? Uh, yeah. Thumb shooters. I heard, I heard about the thumpers. Yeah. The thumper, thumper yeah. people. <laughs> you know, we, we, we had this last time. We know it's efficiency when I can achieve everything with one thing. If I show that you three. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> no, that's fine. Okay, now I only wanted to know how you got or if you had a teacher. Because same here, I didn't have anyone. I, I had then a few friends that did archery and I visited them and then looked at them. And simply by looking and copying, I figured, okay, they shoot like this. And then I did it like this. Made every mistake possibly you can do. Wrong shoulder, whatever positions, but you figure oh, yeah. it out. Sure, yeah. You figure it out after a while. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was able to I was able to shoot squirrels and chipmunks out of the trees, you know, eventually <laughs> with my, my homemade little boats. Exactly. It's, it's all about it, Yeah, I was the only one that did it. You know, we lived in a we lived out there in a rural area, not not as I'm, I'm out in the sticks now. I'm out in the middle of nowhere now. But when I lived with my parents when I was a kid, I was ages nine to 11. Mm -hmm. um, it was pretty rural. You know, we a lot of space between us. And uh, it was, there was nobody that did archery. No, mm -hmm. not a single soul that I knew when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's there, you know. And then when I moved to yeah. Florida, I found people doing archery. But by then they were doing compound bows. Not anyone really, I looked at it like, ah. That's not a bow. Uh -huh. <laughs> and then, but, but Rambo used it. Yeah, Rambo. He, he did. I know. I know. But but even he went back to basics in the last blood. He shoots a nice recurve and he kills the last one. So but, it's fine. but you know, Dave, when I started archery, it was in 1990. Hmm. Uh, I, my first bow was a Jennings compound bow, but I, I shot it instinctively. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I, I had no sight and I shot it from the shelf. I just shoot. Yeah. like like a traditional bow yeah. right that's probably the way i do it too if i if you I had to use one yeah yeah nice it's not a bad device of course not yeah i i started with this one too long 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 40 years ago <laughs> yeah. and you know david was also because of the rainbow craze because some of my friends when the rainbow movies came out they went to the hunting store mm -hmm. And they bought the compound bow. Of course. And and of course, exploding tips. They, yeah, Everybody they, asked for the exploding tips, of course. Yeah. And and they weren't, but they weren't, they weren't prepared for archery, so they tried and said, "Oh, that's a shit mm. device," yeah. and so so they sold it. And yeah. one guy had one. This was a wonderful. It was uh, a Jennings T Star Two. It was, you could screw that bow from 35 to 70 pounds, mm -hmm. change the draw weight and so on. Wonderful bow. Mm -hmm. So I got it very cheap because this guy was a rainbow guy and it, mm -hmm. oh, that's shit. I can't eat anything. So, oh, I like to have this bow. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah. so eight years ago, you had this idea then that you start building bows again. Thank yeah. And I got, uh, it was all about for hunting. And then mm -hmm. I didn't hunt for like, 
a year and a half because I got so entranced into bow making. I just got so like mm -hmm. involved in it. Um, you know, I made 30 or 40 bows in the first couple of months. I was just, just going crazy. I was just cutting mm -hmm. trees down and making everything I could imagine and um, really, really honing in on what I guess was the ultimate tool for me. It was going to be a, I started with an English longbow and then quickly started shortening things, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter and faster and faster and mm -hmm. more curves, more curves. And then, you know, that's through several hundred bows um, landed on my, one of my designs and then just kind of took it off from there. And it was just, yeah, it was uh, bow making was my new hunting took a back seat and bow making was my new thing for a while mm -hmm. until I had something I was confident with that I could go and mm -hmm. you know, make it happen. And what is your favorite or what is your style which works now best for you? You have one hanging oh, there? Um, uh, what? You have yeah, one what? hanging there? Yeah. Um, this is the first one that I... I'm going to knock stuff down. Let me get it. Dun, dun, dun. This, one, this one is really... This one's my oldest. This is, uh, I guess seven eight years old mm -hmm. um it's just bamboo yeah and it's got the sias okay the handle it's mm -hmm. got leather wrapped here but it's wrapped underneath there and uh, mm -hmm. this is this is the first one i harvested a deer with um yeah it's just really crude and simple you know after the prototyping they were really crude and that's just still mm -hmm. kind of crude <laughs> and uh but nice. then i went on to sinew backing them mm -hmm. but really short mm -hmm nimble agile bows because i hunt thick stuff and i like to be able to move and not make a lot of noise and not mm -hmm. alert the game and mm -hmm. you know so and then i moved on to my sinew composites mm -hmm. which this is probably sinew backed wood bow sinew back bamboo Mm -hmm. See you back, bamboo. Cool. So it's just maple, sinew. Mm -hmm. Nice. Bamboo and maple. Mm -hmm. and then Looking sinew. good. Yeah. So these are just, you know. And as, as a hunter, you don't have a problem to get sinew. <laughs> so it's fine. Right. Yeah. Or you process your own sinew, then what you get from your deers or something. Yes. Or... I, I, yeah, I, I did for my personal stuff, but when I started selling them, when I started the business, you know, I had to buy it, I had to source yeah. it. Okay. Not killing that many animals. Um, mm -hmm. I got a question, Dave. So yep. what I see with this on the at these two bows is with the sias and so on. And that's that's not very typically indigenous or, or native American. That's more Asiatic. Right. And that's okay. um, you know, I, I kind of just through process elimination, through my design experimentation, I came up with the idea that if I'm gonna have a short bow, for it to be comfortable to shoot and fast, I needed recurves, I needed mm -hmm. static recurves. And that's where the SIA came into play. And you know, these are, these are essentially just, from an engineering standpoint, these are just a lever bow. These are mechanical advantage levers. Mm -hmm. And it sweetens the draw cycle, it gives you more speed, it gives you early string energy, it gives you a lot of power and, and finesse. Um, so, you know, if you take a bow like this, right, mm -hmm. this, 
even these, I can't stop myself. I have to still give a little bit of a recurve because they just, it just makes it so much but, of a better. But but aren't, aren't these last boat, these two you showed us, aren't these faster than the Sia boats? No. No, so this is this is like what an indigenous, like a Comanche style, you know, plains yeah. Indian boat would have Apache Comanche. Um, and these are, this is similar too, but these are not faster um, mm. than the design that I made. Now, I, you know, I love all of these the same. I could be able to, you know, these are all short, they're fast enough. Um, you know, I mean, this is perfect. What I like to say is, I always have the idea, or I'm kind of sure about that these big seas adding a lot of weight to the limb. There is, well, there's a, you know, there's a way that you have to work with the mass. So, you know, mass meaning physical weight, you have to be able to finesse that out of the system that where it's not necessary. So there are a lot of people overbuild their bows. A lot of people have bow designs that don't have a lot of taper to their limbs. Mm. They'll have It'll be very parallel, but, very but, heavy but, out here. But you still have this the, that big weight on the tips. What is to see? Yeah, yeah, that comes into play depending on what wood species you use and how you make it. So this is mm -hmm. it's very aerodynamic, and these are actually these are overbuilt for my taste. This yeah. is a customer's bow, um, so you know mine are even thinner than this when I use on my bows. This is, yeah. but this weighs literally nothing, and. Mm -hmm. um, it's aerodynamic, it's built for strength and yeah. speed. So you you literally feel nothing when you shoot these. You know, there's no okay, okay. No weight out there. So it's just a longer limb with a lever, let's say. Yeah. Like if that. I was to okay. take the if I was to take the bamboo and, and lengthen it to the length of these seas mm -hmm. and bend it. I understand. It would be it's just it's this. just it's just like turned bamboo. It's just like yeah, if you turned the limb. Yeah, it would be the bamboo would be heavier and it would I be wider. That. So it would have I understand that. Yeah. 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 And that's why they perform just better. Now, this is a discussion I have with Peter all the time because Peter better thinks than a what? best American. Can I talk now? Okay. That the, that the American semi longbow, like the Hillstyle bow, is the Formula One because it's only handle and only the limbs very thin. And when you see the tips are smaller than my finger, for a 70 pound bow and this needs to be the best maximum performance bow but then you have all these asiatic seer bows and they perform at least the same or better also that i mean you choose the the seer design for speed and and for finesse and because they are shorter easier to maneuver in the woods yeah mm. I'd say the advantage is the shorter bow, no question about yeah. it. You're getting more out of a shorter limb. That's true. Mm -hmm. If okay. you have a sophisticated kind of shape uh, or, you know, uh, but there's a second thing. And I like to ask you, David, about it. Armin says, the longer the draw is, the longer the contact with the string with the arrow is and so the better the performance is and i say okay if i draw 26 inches and i have my you know 55 or 70 or whatever poundage you have and i release the arrow i have the same power because if the bow is built for my draw length for optimum performance 
it doesn't matter if I draw it 32 inches or 28 or 26. That's my opinion. Yeah, that's correct. Um, Thank you. And I've Thank you. I've experimented with that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I've experimented with that because my draw length is only about my, if I'm being honest with myself, when I'm shooting just being natural, my draw length is right around 26 inches. I can shoot and draw 28, 29, but 26 is mine. So I'm, as a bow builder, I, I make mine to perform at their peak. Mm -hmm. You know, the design goes into making them perform at my peak of 26 inches. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to get everything I can out of them. And I can make the same type of bow, you know, and they both perform nearly identical, but at different draw lengths. Now, if you yeah. took the same bow, if you took a... That's the a point. Glass That's bow, the point. If a, you take a sorry, uh, glass sorry, laminate... A bow, good yeah. bow yeah, can make you the same performance for 26 inch or for 32 inch. Yeah. Because it builds the bow, so the bow will perform will shoot as far as... So, so Dave, it doesn't matter if the arrow is longer in contact with the string or not. Oh yeah, it, it definitely helps. Um, you know, and there's a lot of variables. So the, mm. the bow is one thing, right? The bow is a, if the bow is made well, it's a device that can do its job and it can yep. do it better than you probably can make it do, right? In mm -hmm. your hands, we're humans. So we impart error on the string, on the arrow, on the bow. So we all bring error to the table when we're shooting the bow. And we, we probably aren't getting the most that the bow can do. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, if you have, so if you have the one bow and it's able to draw further because it's a fiberglass composite bow, like the other mm -hmm. ones that I make, the more modern mm -hmm. material ones, they can be overdrawn with not being destroyed. You know, these mm -hmm. primitive bows are made to a certain draw length parameter. So if you took the same bow, you're going to have more energy behind it, of course. Um, if you... So a longer draw stroke will get more speed out of it. Mm -hmm. It just depends on your arrow design as well. Um, mm -hmm. But if you have two bows and one can be made, now they're not going to be identical, but they're going to be very close. You know, if you want something that shoots over 180 feet per second, you know, a, a, a good a bowyer can make that happen at 26 inches and mm -hmm. at 32 inches. Of course. Yeah. It just depends on, you know, and with the same poundage. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Now, Yes, you have, with a longer draw length, you do have the opportunity to see greater power stroke. Mm -hmm. And that's why I have short brace heights on all my bows mm -hmm. because I may have only 26 inch draw length, but if I can shorten the brace height and still get yep. the absolute performance out of it, then I'll have a longer power stroke that mm -hmm. might be like a 28 inch power stroke where mm -hmm. someone has six or seven or eight inch you know, brace height. Yep. Um, the longer the, the draw length, the longer the arrow. So it's going to be a heavier arrow. So there's a lot of things that come into play there. But yep. there's a lot of people that, um, <laughs> one thing I find when I make bows is they don't know their actual draw length. And mm -hmm. they they think they're shooting a 50-pound bow because it says 50 pounds at 28 <laughs> inches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I measure their draw length, it's like 23, 24, <laughs> yeah, 25. I, I, have, I, have, pound bow. I have one here. He came out. Oh, look, I have a 50 pound. I shoot a 50 pound recurve bow, but he is a small guy and it draws maybe 24 or 5 inches. I said, Yeah, it's fine. 50 pound. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> of course. Yeah. And, and, you know, and then they'll complain about the bow, you know, so they won't get that. They're not getting the absolute out of that of bow because they're not yeah. drawing it to what it's made to be. Obviously. Format. 
And you know what? Most of these Asiatic fanboys, thumbs, draws, and so on, they shoot carbon arrows, very light carbon arrows. No, it depends on yeah. the bow. No, no. Of course, it depends on the bow. I'm watching bow all. Look, yeah. on a Korean bow or a Turkish bow, short bows, short reflex bows, you can shoot lightweight arrows. But when you shoot a Manchu bow... But why they, why they are shooting down. carbon arrows? They are so traditional. They're shooting with their thumb and everything. Why yes. are they shooting carbon arrows? They should, they should shoot a nice, well-made wooden or bamboo arrow. Yeah, and then, then they would see what their bows are doing. About their bows, how they both, but even the but even the Koreans shoot originally bamboo arrows, but they're relatively light bamboo, and it's still working for them. But they are light. So, and when you shoot a Manchu bow, you need 12, 15 gram per pound. Of course, you get something heavier. Where, where's the problem? I don't see yeah, the problem. I, in, I, yeah, the I, 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 I don't, I don't deny. Like I have one of these Korean, you know, that's Kaya bows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's but you a, never threw it 31 inches. That's why I don't know the performance of the bow. No, no, I, I know this bow is performing very nice. Yes. But I can shoot with that draw. I have to anchor yeah, at my exactly. oh, no problem. Yeah, I come to Austria and, and I show you something. Of course, I can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Always. Dave of says course, something. <laughs> of course, that's of course, these bows are built to perform best with a 30 inch draw or something. Yeah, of course. No problem, but the I, can, I, but I could build, not I, but a good bowyer could build the very same bow, which has the same performance at 27 inch draw. Is this true, Dave, or not? Yeah, I mean, you can get very close. Okay. I mean, it'll be, it'll be, you know. Okay, so close. that long draw has no uh, no advantage. You just to, uh, said so that you get a longer power stroke, and the power stroke, a longer power stroke, is more beneficial. And Dave is now saying it's not a big difference. If a good bowyer makes you a good bow exactly to your draw length, yes, then the bow will have close to the same output, the same the performance, same. not the yeah. same. Yeah, and in warfare. Uh, what his his friends is you know this this this, this war guys say oh in warfare we have to that's not true if you have close to the same power and performance and everything it's not about drawing four inches longer and having no contact to your face right. but you have the eye uh the arrow under your right eye and you really hit something but you you see that the koreans shoot 145 meters and they hit their yes, target right yeah. and but they yeah, draw behind their ear that's true that's so, true and the but they do it for thousands longer thousands and still hit their target it's a matter of practice yeah, yeah. or when you see pinch draw but now, the argument, with a native but, american bow you you pinch yeah, draw with 20 22 i, I, I get something. it but the argument cannot be that the longer draw makes a better performance because a good bowyer is able to make good. a bow with a shorter can, draw. Can, can I quickly same. change? Can I quickly change? Imagine you have you need to push your car away. Okay, you are the same guy in the same car on the same surface. One time you push your car five meters and let it roll, and the other time you push your car ten meters and let it roll. Which car will roll longer? 
No, you forget. You for you forgot. Hilarious, hilarious. I, I give up. Para. I give up. No, I don't no, want no. to discuss it. You so, forget, Dave, let's, you Dave, let's talk physics. about your book, Dave. Dave, what's you your book? You forgot physics because. No, I didn't. This is the, physics. The, the car of the three meter pusher is better built than the car of it's the, the same car. The same and the same pusher. And the yeah, same, but it's not the same, same bow. But it's not the same bow. If if Dave is able to build me a bow for 26 inch draw with yeah. a heavy arrow, hunting arrow, will perform like the same if you draw it 32 inches and he builds it for you for 32 inches, yeah. it's okay, it's the same performance. Not but better. the longer the power stroke. No, it's not better. No, it's no. okay. Okay, fine. You are so right. Peter, you are so right. How can a compound bow work better than any traditional bow with a short draw? Completely different. Okay. How can, and then I, we know, we, we don't talk about knife throwing now because this is the same. It's a I technique. Think, it depends. I think in, in different contexts, both are correct. Yes. Right? Thank mean, you. You're such a diplomat here. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're a diplomat. So untypical for a guy from down there. <laughs> nice. I like that. No. Yes, you, you know, I agree, maybe, but you can say this is the, the, the superior idea to draw an this, arrow. This is what you think that we say. Nobody said that. <laughs> oh, just look at all of your your friends' uh, they video. They simply like tips. to draw longer because it's yes, a nice experience. They... And yeah, once you draw yeah, yeah. a manchu bow and draw back there, and you have this feeling, yeah. you might not want to go back to twenty-eight or six inches. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think I think their argument. I is never that... have seen a good archer with this long draw. <laughs> they get a. They're getting more power out of their bow, you know, and that's. That's that's what they want to do. So because the bow is made like that. Uh, no, uh, oh, Dave, any bow, any let, bow. I mean, if they if they shoot it, Dave, they draw it further. It's going to have more power. Dave, you talked about overbuilding. If I if I have a bow, you know, it's not true with modern recurve bows. So bows, of course not, because you can't overdraw them. But if you have a wooden bow, and the bow is made for let's say twenty eight inches draw. Maybe you can draw this bow 30 inches, but if you draw this bow 32, it should break. Otherwise, it's overbuilt. Of course. Even 30 I, inches I is think, already Yes, over. I agree. I think that that argument, whether it's an argument or not, I think no, the point, not. you know, the, the thing, <laughs> I think what people are saying about drawing longer is only brought up in the modern bow community, I think. You know, I don't, I don't know if that's a, Thank you, David. Thank I don't know you. if it's a thing that's because I, I know a lot of bowyers that make primitive bows and, and we can make them to whatever draw length and they're all gonna, you know, if you're if you can make it perform well, you will at that draw length and whatever draw length it's designated before, you know. But the bow needs to be built for this draw length. Of course, you don't yeah. build the bow which performs best at 28 and you can draw the bow 34 because then it's yeah. not built yeah. to perform best and, at 28. And the Comanche killed Buffalo with 22 inch yes, draw length. Of course. So, right. so why I need 32? Why not? Because I can. Yeah. Right. It's just a matter of choice. Yeah. You don't need to. I'm happy that we have choices.
Is this the same yeah. with the knife? Why do you have a small knife or a big knife? Because my different or a different application or whatever. You like a big Rambo knife? I like a small folding knife. That's a job for me. What I have to do with it? It depends. But you're, I don't say this one. For is your CC. For your CC. For me, fully enough. <laughs> for my cardboard boxes to open fully enough. I don't need a Rambo knife. And you are not even you're not even allowed to have one here. So it's fine. I mean, you can have it, but you can't wear it. So it's, it's stupid. But back to your book, Dave. You want to write a book? I need my Rambo knife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this Is that one. your concealed carry, Peter? Pardon? Is that your concealed carry choice? Of yes, yes, yeah. yes. For just for and the girls yeah, always for, say, "Are you happy so, to see me?" <laughs> for sophisticated, for sophisticated operations. <laughs> sophisticated. Stealth operations. Yeah. 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 Of course. Yeah. Cool. So, be done. Good. Both discussion be ended. Is you finally finished? Good. So Are let's talk about the arrows. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I shot directly no. when I I got from 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 Fairbow now the the bow and I shot my first the, the, the third arrow was directly Robin Hood. I need a few of these knocks now. Uh, oh. These aluminum arrows are nice, no? Yeah, they're really good. Yeah? Nice. Yeah. You got the heavy 200 grain points? Yes, and 125 wow. grain points. Wow, wow, yeah, wow. But then there are 600 grain and the bow is 48 pounds at 28 inches, so really heavy. Really yeah, heavy. But it's a nice impact, no? Yes. I shot yeah. a few with 125 too, so then there are 500, whatever, 30 yeah, grain. Yeah, That's yeah. fine. And the bow works well for you? I only shot a few because the glove didn't work yeah, and my, yeah, yeah. My, my three fingers are not used to shoot anymore. But so it looks very elegant. And how is the handle for you? It's the archer, you know, who makes it elegant. Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. I see. Of course. It doesn't matter which bow I have in my hands. Only with a Yumi, I look. I can't shoot a Yumi. Yeah, you, yeah, you don't look like a clown with, even with a Yumi. Of course not. <laughs> I still look kind of decent, I know. Yeah. Uh, Dave? Because we talked about a little about arrow points, what uh, broadheads do you use when hunting whitetail or your game there over in Kentucky? Uh, I make my own. Uh, I started with uh, you know stone, started with glass actually, and then mm -hmm. moved yeah. on to obsidian and then flint, mm -hmm. and then, uh, um, different types of flint and chert. I can't find that much around here, so I quickly I'm kind of like a survivalist and a self-reliant type person so i i wanted to look at what i would have around in great numbers i always wanted to make i wanted to make everything in uh you don't scratch. use use steel products so far i don't want uh, steel products yeah so i moved on to steel and that was stuff that i had i it was first it was nails spikes you. Metal, yeah. you know old saw blades so i i started making my own arrowheads out of that eventually because it was just more efficient for me as far as my what i could find you know if i wanted to make a lot of flint and obsidian arrowheads i'd have to buy the materials and when i set out on this journey it was i was going to make everything from my surroundings you know so mm -hmm. that's kind of the way i went after it and then um, so some so, old yeah. steel stuff is Easier yeah, available, yeah, 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 yeah. You can find it, yeah. In an emergency situation, a SHTF situation, you know, 
I've got I've got enough metal around to keep me busy for years, you know, <laughs> make thousands of projects, you know. Yeah. And, so, and you know, and you know, it's I don't know if Armin knows it because no. you know he's more a kind of long draw guy. <laughs> But if you're sitting around and you're sharpening your broadheads with a file and and you're you're preparing the broadheads, yeah, you 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 just just sharpened it. Yeah, yeah. And you're thinking about, oh, this one will get a big deer. I, as you know, that's the same thing in the Stone Age. The guys yeah. thought on campfire when they sharpened it or, or, or napped their, mm. you know, stone heads. And so, and that's again going really. Yeah back to the roots yes. because you're connected you you're thinking while you're while you're But sharpening this, being, uh, this is a time a where, where language was developed and because the other guy was asking what are you doing there you idiot yeah. you know? they say yeah yeah and that because i i want to make a knife and you what they you don't even know what a knife is it's interesting right yeah it's um you know the what's peter saying i guess you know all the preparation And for me, yeah. building the equipment and preparation of, and then going on the stock, everything leading up to and, the kill and, and the, the best also part the, about it. Also the packing, if you're packing a little day pack or something, I put this one in <laughs> and this and the knife and the or second the, knife and, you know. And or with a purpose in mind, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. You, you're preparing for war, for combat, for hunting, for, so this is, a step into adventure and while you're packing your 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 brains are is into the adventure and so and that's you know we can we can get as perfect as we like but but that's in the hearts of the humans in the hearts of men yeah you're you're going back to your true human nature you know and yeah. uh the The worst part of the whole hunt is killing the animal because nobody likes having to take a life, and it's then it means yeah, the whole thing yeah, is over. Yeah. Is and over. all the bloody job, nobody likes to feel dress it and so on. Nobody likes it, but everything leading up to that point is what's fun about it. What's what connects you with yeah. you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I some sometimes I think, in fact, people love this preparation and this you know going to adventure and so on. And 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 the modern people, they have it in movies or in kind of computer games or so. They don't because you see it in the movie when Rambo sharpens his knife, and you know mm. this guy is going on the war path now. He will show his enemies what's going on and so on. Or or also in the old Western movies, you see. Oh, he's loading his gun. He's mm. from the old chest. He's, he, he's taking out his pistol belt, his rig, you know, and then he goes into the main street and he prepares for adventure, for a fight. And we see it in the movies and in games. And today's people are so perverted. They, 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 they satisfied with just seeing it and they kind of feel it by seeing it. But that's a fake impression. That's a fake feeling because you have to really feel it. In, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, but no, when yeah. you hunt, when you can't go hunt, what can you do in Europe? 
You can't go hunting. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. But look yeah. at all the 3D parkours we have and look at the people running around there. They and are, look at the targets they have. They, they are prepped like, you know, they are in, in camouflage and they have With their big and knives and yeah. everything and yeah. knives yeah. and what have you and water bottles and they are equipped for they do as close as possible. Looks a little hilarious because they only shoot at foam targets, but still. Because they also have an umbrella on their backpack. And it's so rain, you know. Yeah. You yeah. know, when we, we, I was kind of in the first uh, wave of, you know, this that 3D shooting came over from the United States. All these McKenzie targets were just made for training for hunt, hunting training, for shooting down a tree stand that the rubber, Mackenzie or Delta, or I think Mackenzie were the first. And uh, we had a quiver, a bow, an arm guard, a glove, maybe a kind of small banana thing and a knife. And and the liquor flask, maybe. <laughs> and that was it. And nowadays you go with a backpack, with a water bottle, with an umbrella, and a little chair, and I don't know, and the sun hat, and, and this yeah. and that. So it's kind of perverted too. Mm. What can we do? Yeah. We also have to fight on, like, the last samurais. <laughs> you simply lead by or by by showing them how you do it as a role model. Some will follow, some not. Yes. Yeah. Can't force them to do things. But even you don't believe me. I mean, what should I do? <laughs> I believe you so much. This is. Yeah, yeah. I'm a total believer. I have you already a Bowman shrine now and. Every yeah. morning I go there to put my incense sticks oh, and my, I pray oh, to the God Peter. Oh, let, let the weather be nice and you know, let me hit oh, my, my big guru. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I don't hit the target, I blame, of course, God Peter because he didn't pay attention. You didn't, uh, how is it called? Uh, I don't know. Often, how is it called? Sacrifice. Sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Enough. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when you don't find that many virgins here anymore, can I do my best? Choking, <laughs> Dave, we're choking. Uh, Dave, Dave are, you, are you watching our podcast? Yeah, I've watched, I've watched a few, um, and I haven't, I haven't had a lot of time to catch up on all of them, but I have watched mm. a few of them. I like um, them? James, I know you had James Jean on there. He's yeah. one of my buddies. Oh, wow. Yeah, He's a He's an He's amazing great. guy. Amazing wow. guy. Yeah. Wow. An amazing archer, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, we, I said, he worked with me. He came to one of my events and did on a uh, shooting exhibition for mm -hmm. us and for all my students. It was really cool. Oh. So, nice. He's a good dude. You know, when, when, <laughs> I, when I found him, I posted in, in Facebook on, I think, a Howard Hill fan group or so. <laughs> I said, Goodbye, Byron Ferguson. Goodbye, Howard Hill. <laughs> this is the new yeah. guy. Yeah, he took it to another level. Yeah. 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 Oh, he's amazing. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Mm -hmm. Such a nice guy. And, um, and very clever cool. guy. Nice guy. Mm -hmm. Wow. We enjoyed him here. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. will have him again. I, I'm yeah, sure. Of course. Yeah. He deserves all the spotlight and rewards, you know, that's coming yeah. to him for exactly. what he's done all over the work he's put in. That's for sure. Mm. Yeah, and see. you know, 
we talked about before, I mean, and me, he should go to television to, mm. you know, because nobody's able to do things like he does. Mm. In my been opinion. On a few, been on a few TV shows. Um, mm. But, uh, I mean, he's on some, some pretty good ones. I mean, I think mm. Possible Shots is a pretty good one in, in yeah. the U.S. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Byron Ferguson was also on that show, yeah. Mm. Yeah. But what yeah. Peter meant is that he has his own show, so to say, that he builds up a 30-minute show with a storyline and that he goes there and shoots. We know that, like Byron Ferguson, you know, has a complete show set. Yeah, also, definitely good. Yeah. Also is, television, yeah. I mean, because they pay. Yeah. They pay too. <laughs> and, you know, if you have such abilities, like yeah. James Jean has, you have to market it because yeah. that's... Well, he, does, he does it his way. Maybe he's happy with his TikTok and, and yeah. Instagram and gets enough sponsorship uh, through this. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure, and he gets a lot of money from YouTube and so on. I think I'm, I'm sure he's doing well. Hmm. Yeah, he does what. And he you know, to. you know, he's so amazing. He changes the bow hand. You know, he he he's turning. He's he's just talking and shooting and so on. That's so amazing. Hmm. I, yep. I love this guy. <laughs> nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's great. Good. Yeah. Should we talk now about your book, Dave? I start now the fifth time, I think, asking. Oh, about it's a, we don't. We don't need to. I mean, yes, I, yes, um, no, but I'm interested. When you want to write the book, I'm always interested. What your thoughts are? Why you think you <laughs> write it as a book? Or what is the content, or what will the content be? You have a book, yeah, or I, you I, plan I to, You plan to write the book, or you have a book? I'm, I plan to finish a book. I've already started okay. it. <laughs> I don't want to say what the title is yet. It's not, you know, it's, okay. I don't want to say it's close to being done, but it's something that's just going to be about, the context can be about my journey through archery. Okay. And some, and some controversial stuff that, you know, I found through experimentation. I know there's a lot of people that, that have their thought about archery and I, I like to call them like armchair archers you know and uh, mm -hmm. they're not like like an armchair quarterback you know they they can talk a lot about what they've researched and read in other books or read about mm -hmm. other people doing it yeah, yeah. or what they think is possible and versus what they see and so i just kind of i want to cover some of those topics and then i want to talk about bow design and stuff like mm -hmm. that mainly it's it's going to be a kind of like a story of my archery journey and along the way we're going to talk about a few things that have intrigued me and interest me that you know the rabbit holes that i went down mm -hmm. archery and kind of Makes, yeah that's yeah. nice that's nice sounds good sounds really yeah. good definitely interesting yeah a couple of topics i actually i wrote down some stuff while i just moved it over but there's it's kind of um it fits some of the things we were bringing up they're like scenarios like survival scenarios hunting yeah. scenarios mm -hmm. and combat scenarios and mm -hmm. how archery play in those yeah. things and, uh, a lot of people have their their thoughts about them i have my thoughts about them too and it's kind yeah. of yeah. interesting when i hear other people's thoughts about um and especially you know, you know uh dave uh, as as uh, as worse the times i get People think a lot about more prepping and, and, and mm. you know, this, this kind of zombie apocalypse scenarios and so on. Yeah. And so, uh, a, of course, a bow is not the best weapon around, but it's still a weapon. Yeah. 
It's a weapon, and That's it's right. a distance weapon, at least. Uh, available, an available weapon. Yeah. It provides some reach, you know, it, exactly. it gives you some, some distance between you and your attacker or your you know, yep. adversary. And, yeah. Um, yeah. It's a force multiplier as well. So and it's not a limited it. weapon, so everybody can have it. And you can make it e so, relatively easily yeah. by yourself. Yeah. 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 I'll it read is. you guys some stuff if you want. But um, before I forget, I want to mention to you, Armin, someone that you might want to have on is uh, my best friend, Steve Heath. And he's He's a martial artist. He's a lifelong martial artist, and he's, he was a pro fighter in the uh, MMA circuit mm -hmm. for like ten years. Um, but he's an excellent archer, and he's a fan of yours. He, I mean, he can shoot many different styles, and uh, he's just a really interesting guy to talk to, okay. especially about combat-related stuff because he's had mm -hmm. a really lot of real-life experience with. Okay. I never, I never knew. I mean, also has has fans on follow. No, I don't have fans. No, no. <laughs> I, I only got a few now because you are in this podcast, Peter. Uh, of, course. Yeah, of course, I'm sure. <laughs> the Bowman rules, of course, yeah. But he's he's taught me he's taught me quite a bit. So you know, martial arts. I used to study a few different styles, and then mm -hmm. I've been studying under him in self defense and just real life stuff for the okay. last couple of years. Yeah, and um, he developed a self-defense tool. He's developed a whole self-defense system. So he's super interesting and a super dangerous guy. That you know, we will have him on if he agrees. We will have him on. Of course. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you. I'll, I'll email you his information. Great. You can Thank you. Yeah, but so all right. So I'm gonna read to you scenarios, and a lot of this stuff has made me want to talk about it in the book because, like, especially when I did the Comanche. Yeah, most people loved it, and I had a lot of people emailing me questions that are kind of similar to what I got for a long time with mm -hmm. my horse bows. But with, with the Comanche bows, they were like, "Can I really kill something with it?" And you know, that, that question just really it bothers me because yeah. you know, you look at just the Comanche or the Plains Indian or you know, any group like that that not only survived but they thrived. Yeah something as simple as this mm -hmm. uh, how could anyone ask that question you know david one question about it uh i think the comanches were mostly present in new mexico and in texas and also mexico so they are not in kentucky or so so you studied the comanche style that was because of lars anderson he emailed me and okay. He sent me, he sent me the podcast that Joe Rogan did and mentioned Lars that he was talking to S.E. Quinn, the author of um, Empire of the Summer Moon with yeah. uh, Quantum Comanche. The Comanche. There was a nice, I don't remember the name, but I saw this podcast where a guy was on Joe Rogan's show who wrote a book about the Comanches. That's him. They were the best riders and the best archers, yeah. kind of trick right. archers and so on. Right. It was a nice podcast. I'm a fan of Joe Rogan. Yeah, me too. So that that was, um, and I saw it, and you know, Lars emailed me and, and sent me that podcast mm -hmm. because in that podcast they mentioned him and they brought up some of Lars' videos and they said, mm. you know, the, the author was saying how amazing they were, and Joe brought up Lars Anderson and said, you know, well, we don't even know because you know the motion picture was not invented yet, but the only person we have that could probably pull it off is Lars Anderson. Mm -hmm. So then. He and I started talking and he sent me some videos and 
I would send him what I thought was a Comanche bow because I had made Native American bows mm-hmm. when I first started making bows. And um, I sent him some of the stuff that I had made and we kind of did a lot of research together. And, you know, he sent me some videos through email for me to train on some of the process of holding the arrows and shooting them and, and everything. Yeah. So it was, it was like a year and a half project. And uh, mm-hmm. so that's what got me with Comanche. That's what, that's to answer your question. That's what got me on Comanche. I was not, <laughs> was not there at all. And, and Lars did a, a daredevil ride on this horse. I saw the video. Yeah. <laughs> He did it all. I mean, he had a spear, he had everything, shield, you know, and, and the bows and the arrows. I made him, I made him all the arrows. I made him two bows. But I didn't understand the problem with the knocking of the arrow, because if you would have a back quiver, you could knock it from the back quiver and shooting over the air, over the horse's back. I don't know. Uh, no, it's, I mean, it's not a problem. A lot of uh, the natives would have back quivers, but it was morely just for, it was more just for commuting. When they were actually in combat, their quivers were moved across their lap mm-hmm. and they would have arrows in their bow hand and they would fire that way. And then they'd pull more out of the quiver and stuff them on there and, and use it that way. This way they could have one hand free at all times. They had their arrows right here. Yeah, yeah. Reaching back was too much for mm-hmm. them. And it was, it made them a big target. They like to be as small as possible. Mm-hmm. And this way, when they maneuvered this way on the horse, mm-hmm. the arrows were still here and still in their hands and they had one hand free. Mm-hmm. And I really, I took really well to that style because when I hunted before I'd ever even thought about, dreamt about being Comanche style, when I would hunt with my bamboo bow, I always had arrows in my bow hand. Mm-hmm. And I had them with the broad head up because I made a mistake first time going out with the broad head down and I cut my leg wide open when I was crawling under a bush. <laughs> mm. So I had the broad head up where I could see it now. So for years I hunted like that with my arrows in my bow mm-hmm. and one at the ready so I could shoot and then just quickly maneuver another one if I missed, which mm-hmm. you know that happened quite a bit in the beginning. Um, but if you're good enough, you can get two shots off on the same animal yeah. if you didn't speak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's what got me into the Comanche was all Lars. I mean, it was it was a great uh, experience. It was right at the beginning of COVID, I guess. I think so, yeah. Yeah. It took like six months for everything to get to him. Mm-hmm. It had to go on, it had to go on a ship. I mean, yeah. it was like stuck at port forever. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it yeah. was it was as long as Columbus needed to get to the yeah, Americas. Yeah. <laughs> I was worried they were all going to be rotted and damaged and destroyed. You know, mm. I spent months making them, and it was it was awful. It was awful. Mm. Um, but on that subject, so if you guys don't mind, I'd yes, like to know please. your opinion on some of these topics. Yeah, yeah, I really appreciate it. So scenario number one, and this isn't all. It's you know this is it's going to be in my book, but it might be changed over time. But if you take hypothetically the best modern archer in the world goes hunting, right? He or she is well-rested, well-fed, heads out into the woods with basic knowledge of how to hunt, but really relies on their expert archery skills and modern technology to get the job done for them. Mm-hmm. So they use, you know, cameras, feeders, food plots, watering holes, scent cover-up, invisible blinds, tree stands, machine calls, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. The trail camera can notify this hunter on their cell phone every time it takes a picture of a deer and has the time and the day listed you know, it shows up basically when they need to make a kill. So they can yeah. just show up 
know, because they can pattern the animal. They can mm-hmm. pattern it based on weather patterns, mm-hmm. uh, weather, wind, time of day, yep. and because deer follow patterns. So, you know, with this camera and this technology, they can do that. Mm-hmm. So, if you take this archer, hunter, right? Mm-hmm. Which I know that's going to make you angry, Peter, but <laughs> if you take this archer and you drop them in the middle of nowhere in below freezing temperatures with no modern technology, and maybe their bow and an arrow, uh, a quiver full of arrows, mm. will they be able to survive on just their hunting skills that they have attained in the middle of nowhere? So that's a thought provoking little question. Mm. Dave, I'd say some would, because if you know about wind direction, if you know about which tools you use to make your hunt easier, you even know what what yeah. what stuff is counting. That's my argument about this. Mm. I, I agree. I agree. And that's you know, there's there's a there's a it's like a thought provoking statement. So it's kind of just I'm yeah. getting people to really think about like. You know, maybe I need to up my skill set and maybe I need to at least learn it once and do it, do it bare minimum, you know, real because, just because at least they understand what, uh, what a hunting or what is hunting about. At least they understand it if they use these tools. You understand what I mean? Yeah. That's, yeah. But it's, there's a thing if you don't, if you're not out in the, you know, like when I'm out in the, in the woods, when I'm hunting, um, I use nature to my advantage and I use my eyes, I use all my senses and you actually, they get heightened. They get heightened very big when you rely only on them. My hearing, yeah, yeah. sense of smell. My sense I understand of your point. I Never. understand your point totally. But there would be some. Oh yeah, there'd be some. some if some they survived long enough. Because they, they know what is going on. Yeah. Yeah, if they lived long enough, you know, if they were able to find water, okay. shelter, there's a lot of things that go into yeah. play there. First, yeah. first things first, yeah. And not every yeah. primitive hunter, let's call it like that, not every primitive hunter uh, is uh, is hundred uh, percent. He would no, know how to find water. Right, right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Just because that's you have true, a yeah. stone stone arrow point, you mm. haven't be the best hunter. You, you must that's not right. be the best hunter. Mm. And in my book, you know, in my book, it's going to lead up to this, so you'll have a better idea of like why I'm coming up with these scenarios. You'll have mm-hmm. a better feel of the way I hunt and why mm-hmm. I learned what I did. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, yep. so they'll you'll be able to. It'll be just scenario, thought provoking statements that hopefully people will want to. What I, I, want underst- I, want I understand it. You like to mm. illustrate the difference and, and what is really counting and what is hunting about. I, yeah, totally- I, want, I want people to, um, I want them to want more. I want them to dig deeper into their human abilities, you know, and that's what I want yeah, yeah, when yeah. I teach people is I want them to have all that natural ability. To go mm-hmm. to the real edge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That makes sense. Yeah, I understand. And how, I agree. Can, how can you how can you know where your limits are when you never step over it? Yeah, right. Yeah. And that's the way I started. Was just I didn't know anything. I went out there and learned by trial and error. You know, without modern technology, and it, yeah. it got, but, but it got my point, just like my, our answer. My point was this: if I I, I dare to say it, don't uh, don't try or uh, try don't to judge modern hunters or or you know. Uh, yeah, 
because no, yeah. they're very good sportsmen around them, yeah. very good outdoorsmen uh, around all these modern hunters too. Yes. Yeah. No. It's not. It's not more. It's. It's. It's not a judging. It's more of a um, intriguing. Everyone that has ever thought about being more self-reliant. Exactly. Yeah. This is. Yeah. This is the point. It can even as a modern hunter, it can happen. You never know. You lose your track. You fall somewhere over. You lose your group, whatever, and you get stuck somewhere. And then you exactly. need to know what you do. Exactly. First, you know. First, you need air. Then you need to be kept warm. Then you need water. Later on, you need food. Is you know, is the first thing in in, um, in the road. Um, I like. I'm sorry to interrupt again, but I have to say, it. I, I I there was an Austrian uh, big game hunter. He he used to go to the Congo or Cameroons and so in the 1920s and 30s. And yep. he was an Austrian guy. And I read a lot of books he wrote. He wrote some mm -hmm. ten books or so. Yep. And once. They followed a, 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 a group of, of pavian, pavians, mm -hmm. apes in the jungles. Mm -hmm. And he is a nice rifle and he was a really experienced outdoorsman, hunter and everything. And, and they were in the middle of the jungle, I think in the Congo or somewhere. And, and they nearly starved to death mm -hmm. because the jungle was so dense he said he wrote if every animal was was an advantage to see or smell them first mm -hmm. so he had a nice rifle and all the experience of the big game and worldwide mm -hmm. hunter and he had no chance yeah. by accident they survived mm -hmm. so a high powered rifle every experienced hunter it can happen to these guys and also mm -hmm. of course to a primitive hunter yeah. yeah, it can happen to anyone. It means nothing. Yeah, you right. can That's get in, the, in an environment no where you have no chance. Yeah, but when you when you're into this, let's so I don't know how you call it, native hunting or whatever, you have more this already connection or more this thought processes going on in your mind. I think when you're a modern hunter and you rely on your all your gizmos you don't think about this maybe that much. So I guess to be prepared, the, 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 the native hunter is a little more prepared out there as the modern hunter who gets with his four by four almost there. Then he walks only an hour and whatever in the group, everything is organized and he doesn't. Did you, how did you prepare yourself for your hunt, Peter, when you went to America? Did you think about the survival situation? I've, did you prepare for no. it? No, on the survival situation, I think in the, in a small, uh, uh, how you call it, in a small uh, measuring. So, of course, I have my day pack with kind of little first aid and some mm -hmm. some some corn bars and mm -hmm. a bottle and maybe a pistol or I don't know, but but I don't think about the real survival situation because. Mm -hmm. I know my friends are around or, or, mm -hmm. or you could get, but when I was hunting in Idaho in the Sawtooth Mountains, uh, you couldn't do one step without the GPS mm -hmm. because you got lost there. You, if mm -hmm. I, I walked alone, I hunted mm -hmm. alone. So when I fell down the kind of cliff or something, mm -hmm. 
when my friends would recognize, oh, where is Peter and where has he gone to? I would be dead. So you're, you're, you, and you know it better than we, of course, David, if you're walking really into the wilderness, wilderness, you're facing death with every step. And it's yeah. not about bears or mm. wolves or just breaking your leg and like laying it. there and you're done. Mm. Till they find you, till they find out where you are, you're dead. Mm. Yeah. And and in that, but but you can think always that negative. You have to no. challenge it. You have to do it. You. You go prepare. You try to prepare yourself. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's you know, I we were five days hunting out there for black bears and for for uh, black tail. Mm -hmm. And in the first day, the American guys gave me a ten millimeter pistol, and I I took it with me all the day hunting. And then on the second day, you know, my back hurt because the pistol was so heavy. And I said, okay, I let. Is it? No, you won't face a black bear until maybe if the black bear has his his face in 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 a tree in a tree stump and looking for worms and something and you surprise him maybe but that's a kind of if you're winning in the lottery so mm -hmm. like like in our countries I mean if you, you never will see a wild boar in nature yeah they avoid you they you exactly. you never will see them yeah. and and when I had this in mind I said okay I don't take this mm. pistol any longer with me but yeah if you have bad luck <laughs> you know. even if you break your leg and you can't move at least you could shoot yeah, yeah. and the yeah, people could yeah, hear yeah. you and maybe find yeah, you yeah 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 always be yeah. prepared you know maybe yeah, think yeah, it. Yeah. don't work and harder work smarter. you know hunting in the united states yeah i don't know if uh, i don't know the places in kentucky but but where I was there in, in Idaho, it was mountain village Stanley. And after this village, it was, I think, till Canada was nothing. Mm. Yeah. As far as I mm. know. So you were on your own. But you relied on GPS only or did you have at least a compass? Yes, to find back to camp. <laughs> yeah. But did you at least take a compass with you that you at least... Know yes, yes. And they laughed at me because they said, look, Peter is checking the GPS with the compass, okay. <laughs> compass if it's true. If yeah, it's... That's good. Okay. Yeah. Sorry to... You prepared, Peter. You accepted. Yeah, it's fine. I had a compass with me. Of yes, course. It's, he's a bowman. What can you do, Dave? Right. <laughs> so sorry to interrupt you, Dave. But I think when we talk about hunting, it yeah, it was worth well, thinking. No, that's yeah. my point. Though, is like I want people to have. I just want to perk their interest and open up their mind mm. to. All right, maybe I am lacking in some areas, and I need to prepare better, or I need yeah. to keep this in mind, or I need yeah. to maybe learn that skill set. Mm -hmm. in case i don't have modern technology to yeah. do it for me right because yeah. yeah just like armin said if you didn't have that gps thankfully you had a compass and yeah. thankfully it was working <laughs> yeah. Yeah. how else would you return right and, and, with the GPS and, and that I, I have to interrupt again there's one, one the more GPS point didn't work <laughs> there's one you know the gps didn't work because you have to go some steps till it uh, zeroes in again. Mm -hmm. yeah. I like to say one more thing about it. And and that's the big lie. All that politicians and all that, all that 
I don't know, modern ideas tell you, they tell you you're living in a safe world. Yeah. You, when you die, it's just kind of accident. It's not natural and so on. And if you make, if you're taking, if you're making one step into the real wilderness, mm. you, even in our countries, in Germany and Austria, you can die. Yeah, of course. It's, and even if you go into a big city in, at some places, <laughs> you can die. Mm -hmm. And the opposite is what the politicians and all these leftist fuckers tell you. Yes. Right. They say, no, you're safe. You have the police. They protect you. Mm -hmm. You don't need a gun because yeah. the policemen have a gun and so on and so on. Yeah. And, you know, Dave, in our countries, it's worse. It's, mm -hmm. we have, you know, you can have it's guns. The jungle, as... It's a jungle everywhere. But, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't imagine what you guys and they deny let's say this they deny humanity because a human is a predator some yeah. more some less yeah. but every human is able to do very bad things bad in, you... in not bad things it's it's we had this last time yeah. what is bad if, what is good if, if a guy, yeah if a guy is in the in the in the I don't know in the Sahel zone, starving mm. to death, yeah. and he kills you because he likes your food. Okay, is he bad or is he not? I don't know it, mm -hmm. but you can get into that situation. Of course, and that's our world, yeah. like it was in the Stone Ages. Mm. And the politicians and all these motherfuckers like to tell you, "Oh no, we protect you. Everything is nice and mm -hmm. fine and funny." Look at the clowns. Latest, latest in the in the demonstrations against this this recent uh, Valrus, You know, we Valrus. saw what the police, what whom the police is protecting. You know, they they beat down an old lady because she. You know, what the heck? So, yeah, thank you. So, but of they course, you still can follow mainstream media, or you start thinking, critically thinking, yeah. and then you make right. your own decisions and you start living your life according to your own rules. It's good. Dave, as Dave, I'm so sorry that we interrupt you, but you know, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. That's exactly you know what it's supposed to do. It's thought provoking thoughts, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's which you know I have more, so they're going to be coming. Yeah, yeah, scenario continue, two. Continue. Give us scenario more. Scenario two. Give us more. Same. Same archer, okay. Mm -hmm. Good at hitting a stationary target with his heavy poundage bow, his or her heavy poundage bow, you mm -hmm. know, their hunting bow. Yep. Anytime they want, when they're well rested mm -hmm. and in the mood to do it, you know. Yep. Right. So that's 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 nothing that's an argument. Anyone's gonna argue. If you went to McDonald's, you had your burger, you slept, you wake mm -hmm. up, you mm -hmm. ate breakfast. You're going to go shoot your heavy poundage bow and hit bullseyes. You could probably yeah. do it, right? Yeah. yeah. So scenario two is take that same archer and now take them as let's say they're hungry, they're exhausted, possibly malnourished, mm -hmm. injured, sick, mm -hmm. and having to go days looking for an animal, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in a survival situation, you're going to be weak. Mm -hmm. You're going to be emotionally weak. Mm -hmm. Um, emotionally exhausted, yep. you may not even be able to draw your bow back to full draw anymore, right? So and short draw. Can you make I your mean, bow? Let's, let's say, let's say, let's say, you know, you can't draw your bow back. Let's say you can't string it up, mm. right? It's too strong. 
can you make another means of hunting or self-protection, mm. you know, if this archer finds himself? So I'm, I'm trying to paint a picture for modern, you know, the, the, what, what has, what Peter was saying, and you guys are saying, you know, they're, they're creating weaker people, right? Mm -hmm. A weaker humanity. And that's right. where they have that mindset of just go out and buy this, do it, or don't do it, go to the grocery store. Yeah. But instead, I want to open people's minds to the fact that, well, you're missing out on a lot of stuff that might be the difference between life or death someday for yeah. you, depending on what situation you find yourself yeah. in. Uh, scenario three, let's say the same archer has found himself or herself having to use their bow and arrows to defend themselves in an end of day situation, like a SHTA situation, right? All firearms have been taken away from law-abiding citizens. Mm -hmm. From the communists. And, <laughs> right. By the and they're left, to, they're left to their bows, crossbows, spears, knives, swords, mm -hmm. you know, whatever they have left, right? Mm -hmm. Farming implements, whatever. The, the expert archer that can hit bullseyes all day long after a good night's rest and their juicy burger mm -hmm. uh, in his or her stomach no problem at all. They can impress the entire archery range every time they go, right? Mm -hmm. Well, now their property is being raided by a group of non-law-abiding citizens that would love to take their resources and possibly mm -hmm. Can this expert archer handle this battle? I doubt it. Why? Personally, don't think so, no. But, but uh, yeah. Dave, I interrupt you again. The experienced archer will still be more able to face these situations then, uh, you yeah. know, but what, what, what means experience? Experience means that you, whatever you wake up in the night at two o'clock, you grab your bow and arrow and you shoot. Yeah, but you're still or you're a hungry or you're tired or you have headaches or you have, yeah, you're, but, but you're you still know? a shooter and the other guy is just eating uh, soya. Fuck. It doesn't, doesn't matter. I eat soya <laughs> too, but I still can kill and, you. And, and, I don't even well, eat a bow and arrow. No, with no, it. no, no. Right. But, but the, the archer is still a warrior. And I mean, there are mean, lots of people. Target Archer is not a warrior. He's a warrior he's compared, compared yeah. to the soya eater. Mm -hmm. well, if the soya eater knows how to throw a knife, the no, then he's also a warrior. I but there's so many people around. Yes, but you know, the guys, they will, they will, in this situation, they will come to your house, they will get your food. They are not soya eaters, they you are know, warriors by I, themselves. No, so you no, always I, I like to say it like that. Every guy with a pocket knife mm. is a warrior compared to the soya boy. Yes, you but understand? the soya boy will not invade you. The soya boy will also invade you if he directly. has nothing to eat. Yeah, they will die directly. They don't invade. They yeah, because in you are a warrior. They, oh, I need my psychologist because I have a... <laughs> they will die crying, yes. but their mom yes. is They'll be dead. the first to go. Yeah. And the others, it will be the motorbike gangs, you know, they will hoard together and they will go out in the streets and in, in the neighborhood and say, like no, Mad Max. Street like down. Mad Max. Right. Yeah. This is so let me read the rest. Let me read the rest and you guys can see. So this is my thought. So. Sorry. No, that's fine. So that's exactly <laughs> Once again, because they have never had to use those skills, mm. right? So they do not train like it is life and death. So yeah. how on earth could this archer ever achieve what a warrior did with his bow and arrow? They cannot. Warriors yeah. of the past lived and died by the bow. Yeah. This is the difference. We can pretend all we want and try our best, but we can never be as good as they were. 
Mm-hmm. Can we ever be as good as they were? I don't think so. Until we need to use the bow to survive, mm. we will not see this type of ability, Yep. right? Until you are sleep deprived, hungry, injured, and being chased and shot at by a human moving target, mm-hmm. having to fight to the death with a bow and maybe a knife, you will not have that inner drive to be that good. So it's, it's all about motivation yeah. to, you know, what motivates us to shoot a bow? Well, if, if you go back to where the Comanches, you just go back that far, which wasn't that far mm. ago, you know, that long ago, they had to live and die by this. Yep. So how good do you think they were? They raided, they were raided, and they fought with them. Mm-hmm. And this was before horses. You know, mm-hmm. they didn't have horses always. So they were always, they were always good with them. Or, or think about today's Navy SEALs or so. They are, they are, they get, they will, they lead, they will, they get lead to their real edge to, you know, live or die and sit. That was three my next days. sentence. Sorry. You read my mind, Peter. Yeah, you read my mind. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the think of it this way special forces trained individuals yep. that see real live fire and real battle, they're trained for it. Yep. Yep. Now take a civilian. Take a civilian that has maybe they bought all the same gear that a Navy SEAL might have, right? And they mm. train in their backyard and they think they're pretty darn good. Yeah. One against the other. Who's gonna who's gonna come out, right? No chance. Yeah. So that's that's my point. It's like you can train all you want, and does that make you a better warrior? Of course, you know, because you gotta do the best you can. But all of this leads up to hopefully giving people a idea of how much they're missing. And yeah. what they need to kind of dig mm-hmm. a little deeper yeah. and tap into a little bit more human skills of mm-hmm. survival and preparedness and that kind of thing. Because are we civilians going to see live fire and real combat where we're fighting to the death? I hope not. But if we ever do, none of us are prepared for it that exactly. haven't been in combat yeah. forces. Uh, that that uh, maybe Armin knows this this sayer. I don't I don't know if I can say it right. Uh, there's a kind of Asian mm-hmm. thing uh, where I think a, a master of of these Japanese gardens or mm-hmm. I don't know how they call it tra- yes trains his his students sword mm-hmm. fighting mm-hmm. and the student says why you train me sword fighting I'm I like to become a gardener yeah. it's better to be a warrior says, in a garden than a gardener in a war yeah yeah right. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I only can tell from my own experience. It was when I moved to Mallorca, then my my past was catching up very quickly. And I found myself sitting in my living room with a German guy and with a Turkish guy. And this Turkish guy had a gun. I had it already on my head. And I didn't know what to do. I'm, a, I'm very good at diplomatic in talking. And because your fact is, my I'm sure. And they spent the whole night there waiting for the next day because they wanted then my bank account. Long story short. But because so your fact, their wife. Peter, I just wanted to tell something serious now from my experience. It has nothing to do with fucking your wife. I wouldn't okay. even touch it with my, with my prunks. And then I was sitting there and these two guys were falling asleep or at least they had the eyes closed. And the other one had this pistol really like you see in the bad movies in the front in his belt. And I thought, you know, I could reach it. You know, I could technically reach it and I might could change this all to my benefit, but I didn't. You know, I was sitting there and I maybe had the chance to change this thing, but I didn't. 
because my fear or whatever was bigger and it blocked me. I was just not able to move, sneak there, grab this gun and then said, so now guys, fuck off. I didn't have flight. Yeah. So there, there are so my limits. So I realized, okay, this is how far I go. That's the lack of the training, what Dave yeah. says. Yeah, 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 I agree. Yeah. And, I knew, and that's why I say all these guys with the zombie apocalypse, let the zombie apocalypse really come. 95% of them will directly die. They have not the balls to do something against it. And, and also we don't know, like you said, yeah. I mean, we don't know how we would yeah. react yeah. In, in this situation. Exactly. That's true. And that's what you have to think about. Yeah. Yeah, but you can't yeah. think it. You can't prehend it. You, know, you, you can't yeah. wrap your head around yeah. a situation but, you are but, not in. Yeah, but the difficult part is uh, what they've read. Uh, mm. You you can't go to war. You can't experience it. You mm. you you can't train it. You can't train that thing. Yes, you can make a kind of role play, and you can, mm. but it's not the same. It's not yeah. the same. It's like you going in the woods in Germany and Austria and mm. going in the woods in Idaho. Yeah. You can't train it before. You, you're, yeah. you're, you're still in the woods, but it's another thing. Mm. And yeah. I only know already the adrenaline rush you get when you shoot with these combat arrows. Where, you know, it's foam-tipped arrows. Yeah. You really yeah. do a hardcore battle and you're in it. Your, your adrenaline is really pumping because you get shot. You know that you get shot when you don't pay attention. So you have the 360 awareness and whatever, and you still need to take the other ones out. So you get the sense of it, but it's still not the same. It's a game. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, David, yeah. I, David, I enjoy it. I play with my kids. David, yeah. after you read these three scenarios, mm -hmm. so what is your advice? What is your so solution conclusion uh, in, a, in a nutshell without going to too much depth but in a nutshell you know my take on it is i would like to think that i would be able to do anything i needed to i would like to think that i would be the fight and not the flight or the you know get mm. frozen yeah um and i've been you know i've been in a um a lot of life situations too not i have not had a gun pulled on so i have not been in anything like that mm. Um, but I've, I was a firefighter and an emergency medical first responder mm -hmm. okay. for several years. So I've been in a lot of crazy but, situations. But, but not everyone I, can do it. But not everyone, not can, everyone do it. can do it. Yeah, not everyone can do it. You know, I've run into burning buildings and dealt with fire and stuff. And it's just, mm -hmm. um, so I think I would be fine. Um, mm -hmm. I've had a lot of street fights in my past, so I'm, okay. I'm not afraid of fighting. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to defending my family and my homestead, yeah. I believe I would bring everything I had to the table. And yeah, that's but, why I would but, want to prepare for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I understand, David. But if you're writing a book, okay, it's about you. But what is your advice? Because you say yeah. you are still a shooter, but you're not a warrior. You're a hunter, but you wouldn't survive, and and so on. You know what we talked my about. My advice is yeah. So, my advice in all these scenarios is leading up to basically hopefully opening their minds to some of the things they're missing in their mm. book of plays, right? So in their playbook, like, you know, mm -hmm. if they call themselves yeah. a hunter, if they call themselves a warrior, if they call themselves a homesteader or a self-reliant yeah. person yeah. or a prepper, I want to maybe open some doors for them, trigger some I thoughts with them. I'm missing something, you know, and maybe yeah. get and, 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 and saying, take another challenge, try to get into another scenery and another environment so to really find out if Push you can yourself. do it 
yeah. push yourself. Yeah, push yeah. yourself yeah. as close as you can. We have we have that ability as humans to get off the chair and go out there and push ourselves in a controlled yeah. environment as far yeah. as we can. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we're not going to see combat as a civilian, but we can push mm-hmm. ourselves as far as we can, and that's our mm-hmm. choice to do it. So I'm what I'm hoping to do with this is with that at least that portion of the book is at least open up some ideas in their mind. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, you know, because you you're telling this uh, or saying this uh, some two weeks ago, I find a nice quotation by General Patton. You know, he said, "No good decision was ever made in a swivel chair." Yeah. <laughs> It's like that. You know, right. We are all the swivel chair warriors. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Very But true. Most of the YouTube commenters come from this position. Yeah, swivel chair warriors. Yeah. yeah, there are a lot of them out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. and up to a big degree, we are the same. We yeah. we think about, but we even are aware that mm-hmm. we are not perfect. That we have to learn always. Yeah. We you we you think you were at your edge? No, no, you weren't. You never know it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wise words. What an interesting book. So, when do you think you will yeah. be done? Kind of roughly, like um, I don't know. Hopefully, this year. This year, cool. The house, many- you know, the house took me on a different spiral of events that was just had my attention for the last year plus. And how, mm-hmm. how many pages? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to end up. <laughs> It won't be a very big book. <laughs> I'm not that special. <laughs> I don't have that yeah. much to say. But these are interesting thoughts, especially in these times, you know, in these times of real change right now. And we see food shortages coming and stuff like this. It's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. with all yeah. this fakery going on. And and you know, if if we are talking not about writing books, but also about uh marketing a book, think about what Armin just said. You know, uh the title of the book is very very important because it, it should like a warrior hit in the target group mm. yeah and if the target group is too narrow too narrow you won't have uh, success mm. so if you have a title who who speaks to a broader uh, target group yeah, yeah. I, i think he speaks to everyone he only takes the archer as an example But you say, okay, you have already yeah. one who can shoot bow and arrow. How would he do in a survival yeah, situation? Yeah, but, but so I'm not even an archer, so I would do even worse. Yeah, so but if the title, can. if the title of the book would be become the, the perfect seven, seven survivalist archer, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. If, for example, if the title of his book would be how to become the perfect survivalist archer. Mm-hmm. So it's a very narrow, very narrow target group. Mm-hmm. If you say, if the title would be how to master your life in dangerous situations, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, what I, what I like to say. I, I would call it, are you prepared? <laughs> yeah. Are you prepared? Or are you, are you really prepared? You know, really yeah. directly Yeah, you think yeah. about and you yeah. think you are prepared. How many water bottles? Yeah. How many cans of beans do you have at home? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that speaks. That speaks to everyone. How are you prepared? That's yeah. a good question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
one because I also I'm also writing books. I like to say one thing. You know, if you can shorten not what you what you read to us, but in, in for general in general. You know, there's a big rule for writers is kill your darlings. Mm. <laughs> so if you think it's, it's, oh, that's wonderful, that's funny and good. And so mm. think twice about it, because in most cases, it's what you think, really yeah. like. And you don't know if mm. any other people likes it, like, yeah. like yeah. it. So because you said you don't know how many pages. Mm. If you have a target, a goal, and say, "Oh, I like to write three hundred pages," and you have more or so, cut it down, and it will, it will be better. Believe mm. me. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but I guess you have a few. They will re read it before you go into print and tell you yeah, their yeah. opinions. And look, this is way too whatever. But you know, like the same Buddhists say, and it's a lot about martial arts, same Buddhism and martial mm -hmm. arts. If you cut your movement down to the real necessary uh, movements. And the same is true with sentences, of course. Mm. If you can say it with one sentence, another guy would need three sentences or four mm. sentences. You're the better writer, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's not, e it's not easy. <laughs> if it's easy, everybody could do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Looking forward to read your book. Once you're done, yeah, me too. Me but too. I would, I would look forward to shoot one of your posts first. Could we make an agreement once, so huh, that you, when you have time and you have one left over, not too heavy? Okay. Yeah, uh, I would like to do a with, with a long draw. No, <laughs> twenty-eight inches. I shoot this hill-style bow from Bowman, twenty-eight inches, and I am not so bad. What are you guessing? What what uh, beneficial? You know, Peter, what beneficial is with me. You can give me whatever bow you want. I am capable of hitting something. You know, I'm. This is when you have had a specialized archery. Only has this one equipment, this one set of arrows. And Who's, with this, he is good. Give him only different arrows, and he's all losing his shit. I can right. with barely with almost every bow. I can shoot something. No, it's like like we talked before with the with the Navy Seals or so. I was so impressed when I read they are able to pick up every weapon on earth yeah. every weapon system on earth and they are able to mm -hmm. use it Manage, yeah. if it's a helicopter if it's a kind of you know bazooka mm -hmm. or you don't know they can do it and same a good archer would yeah. be able to hit something with every kind of equipment in my opinion yeah if it's or, a good archer yes of course but this yeah. well-trained one bow one arrow type Recurve shooter and then will we... not, will not, no, 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 more hill style shooter. You know? <laughs> no, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. This is that's why I struggle with Korean moves, but it's fine. No, it's okay. <laughs> I suggest everyone try to broaden their horizon in every art exactly. style they can tackle. And you know, I think people need eye openness because they rely on the complete wrong reality. Yeah, or they live you know, in their in their fake reality and think they whatever, until yeah. real reality strikes them and then they stand there and like, oh, I didn't see that coming, you know. And uh, and, uh, they do now. I don't know. 
Yeah. I like to yeah. say something more because you talked about that, Armin. Uh, I always like, like the Navy SEALs, I like to say, and if I pick up a very bad weapon, yeah. uh, you know, I have a very old air pistol. Mm -hmm. And you know, uh, uh, in a distance about eight meters, the, the bullet drops mm -hmm. <laughs> two inches or more. Mm -hmm. And and I, I, I have a very good one too, mm -hmm. a very precise one. I like to shoot with the bad pistol because mm. I say if I'm able to hit with that bad pistol. So in every case, I will hit with the good pistol. Mm -hmm. And it's like with the Marines, if yeah. you know, some some weapons are not that good, but if you're able to hit something with them, yeah. of course, you you can survive. Mm. And the same is true with bad bows, you know, with this Asiatic and mm, that yes, stuff. And... Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, only hillstyle bows, we know that by now. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. I'm the opposite. I love, Yeah. like I said to Dave, mm. still these all are hunters. And mm -hmm. I said the same, still these all are archers. Mm -hmm. One should like primitive bows or Asiatic or you know compound bows, and stick with a string. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, great. Some Good. last famous words because we are now already almost reaching two hours again. So we should maybe cut soon and maybe invite you another time again if you have time. Because it's, I mean, you still didn't talk a lot about what you would like to say. I guess, Dave. So you have oh, way no, more. You that have made. I appreciate it. I'll come back for sure. I, I've way I'm, more on I'm the pen. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's very interesting talk. what you have to say. So I really appreciate your time. Uh, it's really interesting because you have a lot of knowledge and it's always nice yeah. to share. Yeah, yeah. And to, to learn from other people. It was so. a wonderful talk. I appreciate yeah. your knowledge and your your spirit. Yeah. And I I I I uh, I will say I I say. Next time we just talk about your book. <laughs> oh, that's no, that's that wasn't even the idea. So no, that's fine. But next time, if I, I have it ready, I promise you. I promise no, no, no. We talk about everything, whatever comes up. And you see how the how the talk goes. You know, there's no no real yeah, line. It is. It's fine. But that's the strength of this kind of podcast, of I think. Because because think about Joe Rogan. It's the same. One guy says something, and the other has an eye. Oh, let's mm -hmm. and and so. It's a lot of levels of knowledge and ideas, and so I I really enjoyed. Yep, me too. Uh, it was it was great. It was a great experience. I mean, everything that's everything that's about my life right now with the moment of archery I'm in was we brought it up, we talked about it, so it's great. Mm -hmm. Cool, yeah. great. So we have you back one day in a few All right. Sounds good. Few months, and then we maybe know more about your finalizing of the book. And sure. maybe you finished your <laughs> your log home in between. <laughs> maybe yeah, I'll be yeah. be in there next time. Maybe. Yeah, great. <laughs> and if you ever need a test reader, okay, send me over the manuscript. I I'd love to read it and 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 tell you my impression or my ideas about <laughs> I it. Appreciate but it. we are all hunters. <laughs> That's my comment. Yeah. I'm joking, joking. But this oh, it's yeah. us. You know, it's Peter and me. We have our own dynamics here going on. That's great. I appreciate that, though. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind at all. Great. Thank you very much for your time. 
Thank you. Really nice to have you in our show, Dave. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Peter, for your time, of course, too. And, you know, and thank you out there for watching. Would you like to send me your contact information? Then I can put them in the description box of the video. Then people, if they want to get in yeah. contact with you, that they use the right channels, not that I look for something and choose the wrong ones, email or, or Facebook or what, whichever contact you want to have. Sure. If you send it yeah. to me just in case somebody's interested in something or then they can directly contact you. Yeah. Absolutely. Perfecto. I have to say, good hunting and shoot straight, Dave. Of course. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. See you next time. Bye. Hasta la vista.